Are you in need of personal training after a couple of years of lockdowns? Are you an athlete ready to take that next step in your high performance career? Or are you in the market for an injury prevention, prehab and rehab expert? Well, Piota Health and Performance has you covered. About you, for you, with you. Piota Health and Performance is your Melbourne-based personal training and high performance company. Servicing the Western, Eastern and Northern suburbs, Piota Health and Performance is NDIS registered, university degree qualified and ready to take you on your journey to a better you. Contact Dan and the team to commence your health and performance journey with Piota today. Go to their Instagram at underscore Piota, that's at underscore P-I-O-D-A, or email them at trainmeatpiota.com.au, or you can call Dan on 0402-978-275. That's 0402-978-275. Piota Health and Performance, about you, for you, with you. Everything about yesterday, well, let's go through yesterday. The way I looked at it personally was that we'd never really hit our straps. I don't think we hit our straps. Hold, um, on. Before, hold on. Before you get on a roll, Baz, I'm going to start. Let me start the episode and then we're going to get cracking. Oh, we haven't started yet. No, no, uh, no. Because otherwise oh, you're, going lose, you're going to lose all Hang that. Hang on a minute. Can I, can, if I turn the light off, does it make a difference? No, it's fine. We're, we're audio only anyway, Baz. <laughs> There's no video. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I was in my PJs. I was in my PJs and I thought I'd better go put a top on, you know. Welcome, everyone, to episode 57 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast, part of the Blue Broad Podcast Network and brought to you by Piota Health and Performance. It is, uh, it's, 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 a, it's a day. It's been a day. I'm, I'm joined, this, we're joining after the Collingwood loss. We're still 8-3, so we're going to try and keep it as positive as possible. But I'm joined today by Dan, as usual. Dan, just let everyone know how you're feeling in one word. Upset, and we're joined by uh podcast royalty today. And it's good to have him back. It's been a little while, we've been wanting to get him back on the show for a long time. Carlton Show, great Mr. Paul Barbaza. How are you, mate? G'day, Joe Dan. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, unfortunately, we lost a game to the arch rivals, which never, ever is good. But, you know, we'll live to fight another day. That's it. And that's about right. Do you know why I'm upset, Baz? Tell me. Because I wanted to talk about a win with you. Yeah, well, I I would have loved that too. And we got close. Uh, um, Well, probably would have been a steal had we have got it. But, geez, you know... Steal or no steal, you take it, don't you? Well, look, we've been on the end of... I think we got lucky a little bit earlier this year. So to, you know, to be on the end of what we copped yesterday, you know, we probably... Eight and three, you'd cop that at the start of the year, wouldn't you? It's just the injury the injury tolls, getting everyone down and, you yep. know, weedering. I think we found out weedering's only six weeks, is that? Yeah, confirmed. We're going to, when we're I going say to only six weeks, six weeks is six weeks in anyone's language. 
Yeah, no, we're gonna we're gonna dive into weeders because that news just came through before uh, before we started this podcast. So we'll dive into that pretty quickly. Before we dive into everything, just want to thank the listeners as usual. It's a tough week to uh, to join this podcast or any podcast as a Carlton fan. So if you're listening, thank you very much. Uh, if you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram at Almost Blues Brothers. Um, you can use the link tree in our Instagram profile for all your Almost Blues Brothers needs. Links to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, all of our social platforms and our email is there. If you haven't already, it would be greatly appreciated to hit that five stars on whatever listening platform you're listening on. Helps the podcast out immensely. And while you're at it, you can hit that bell to subscribe to the pod wherever you're listening to get those auto updates when episodes drop. Now, Baz, he's he's got a he's got a wry smile on his face because the last ding, time ding. Did, it wasn't ding, it wasn't ding. yeah ding ding it wasn't that professional the last time we did this, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's it, we're moving we're moving in 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 a, in a nice direction the blues are moving in a nice direction but it is the week that was that's why we're here and today stock standard at we've got no preview for next week because there's a buy so we can all get over this loss uh, but we're here with paul today paul before we start i want to get just your thoughts you, you you sort of started to go into it but if you take the collingwood loss out of it for the season how, where are you at how, how do you see it to this point Oh, I'm loving what I've seen. I, I, everyone that's heard me speak, all my mates, everyone that I've spoken to, I basically at the start of the year, I was apprehensive. I didn't have expectations because I didn't want to be let down, I suppose, um, to have high expectations. I just thought I wanted to watch the boys and how they played, what they've learned, how they've improved, who's improved. Have anyone gone backwards? Are they learning and, you know, week after week after week, you know, we have, I think we've improved most weeks. Um, there's a couple of little downfalls and, you know, you know, we had players go down. I think it was Cripps in one match, Pitnet in another. I think Mackay got a knock on the knee and he was, you know, pretty much out of it that day too. On the weekend, you know, Weedering goes down. And they're the three games that we've lost. When we've lost key personnel in those games, um, I think we're in a reasonable spot without getting carried away. Um, you know, when you put four sides away in the last month, um, you know, all of a sudden everyone will start to, you know, get really, really excited. I'm excited, but what flattens you, I guess, is when you do get, you know, injuries to key personnel. And that seems to be attracting our club. That, uh, that That's what happens at our club. Uh, but we've got to get out of this mindset that, um, you know, the poor me syndrome, I guess, um, someone's going to step up in the next yep, fortnight. Yep. Someone's going to step up. You know, Young will obviously be the, the key defender and someone will come in, whether it's Camp or whoever, you know, or they might make an adjustment on the day. You just got to roll with the punches. You've got to roll with the punches. You can't allow yourself to get too down about these things. But where I'm at at the moment, before the weekend, you know, eight and two, now eight and three, I'm I'm reasonably happy with it. And I, but I'm a realist too. I know that, and I've been saying this to people that it's a cruel game, and things can turn really, really against you in the next month or six weeks. You know, what happens if you go one and five and all of a sudden you're, you're nine and eight and, you know, you're looking down the barrel of missing the finals. So 
Now we've put ourselves in a position to play finals. I want to play it finals, right? What we've got in front of us is 10 games of footy that the boys have to dig in and scratch, kick, punch, however they can get wins. We just have to get four points, uh, probably probably need four or five wins, I suppose. I'm reasonably happy with the season thus far. Uh, you know, you'd be mad not to, I think. Yeah, spot on. I think it's, it's a good it's a good outlook, Dan. Do you love the identity now, Baz, of what of what we're the, the the style of football and the way in which we're going about our footy? Do you love what you see? Yeah, I do. I thought um, I, I do. You know, and, and the short answer to that is yes. It's we've got. I think we've probably played the most attractive footy um, this year in quarters of footy. Look, I don't know in how many quarters, but I reckon, you know, we've piled on seven, eight, nine goals in the quarter of footy and played really exciting brand. Um, probably more so than any other side in the comp, I reckon, yep. this year. Yeah. Um, that's what I think. Um, the identity, you know, we, we... Yesterday I thought, in my opinion, I thought Collingwood um, came in with the game plan to put a lot of pressure on us. Um, I think, Joe, you're the stats man... I think were we number three in the least amount of tackles like that we've had, not not us personally, but, but the opposition, you know, haven't been able to tackle us. We were number, were number we were number one in tackle. I number, tackle. Uh, I think it was. Yeah, there's a stat. I saw I it on Fox or something, isn't it? No, no, no. I saw it in Fox Footy. Whether in in the history of this stat being recorded, the stat's something like we're the hardest team to tackle. Basically, we we shrug the oh. most tackles, yeah. or we evade the most tackles of any other side in the comp up until yesterday. And I don't know if that stat still holds correct. True. Yeah, so I, I think history. Collingwood did their homework really, really well. They put the they applied the pressure. I thought they they. Um, Got some good turnovers, perhaps scored on turnover a little bit and spread really well from stoppage. So, you know, they 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 had us on the ropes early, but I thought we fought back really well in that second term. But the weedering thing, was it going to play a yeah, factor? I think and when you look I at 18 I, marks inside 50, boys, 18 marks inside 50 is yeah. a lot. And I think, you know, I'm not saying that none of their tools really got hold of us except – the bloke in the in the last or in the third was it uh, the young kid up forward Henry uh, Henry, Henry. Henry he got got hold of us a little bit side bottom got hold of us a little bit but yeah I didn't realize my check was playing you know what yeah. Ollie Henry I, I saw I saw three or four contests that Ollie Henry took a hold of that I just went and even Reese said it at the game Dan to us there's three or four contests there when the game was on the line that Weedering just would have nullified it's big spoil. Or a contested mark, or whatever yeah. it may be. Like, you, the loss was felt. And look, look, Dan, say what you need to say. No, I'm not. Like at the end of the day, we're not here to make excuses. We're not here to to say that. But I, I think losing weeders was bigger in the context of the game to to dictate the result. I think it's it's clear. Um, it's evident from the first ten minutes, we were dominant in terms of the way in which we're playing. We were dominating in first ten. If you go back and watch it, I don't know if you have watched it, Baz, but from a clearance perspective, from an inside 50 perspective, we were all over him. Um, and, and I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, look, and within and this is everything that's being said here is it's 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 very uncarlton like for this year, I think, what we saw yesterday. And and you we're gonna I want to get into this weedering thing just quickly before we get into the the proper review of the game. Because you touched on it, Baz, and the impact for me yesterday, and Dan, you started touching on it then as well. I remember you turned to me, Dan, and when it comes to so when you look at sport an AFL and whatever it may be, you can look at stats, you can look at game plans, you can look at all the all the tangibles, yeah, all those tangibles that you can um, affect and influence. There's an intangible in sport that's that's called emotion, right? And you can't, as a player, as a supporter, you can't wrap your head around it sometimes. But what we saw yesterday, and I'll back this into the hill, when Weedering went down instantly, as soon as the entire stadium and the, and both playing groups that were out there, once they realised, two things happened. We were shell-shocked, absolutely shell-shocked. You could see it in our demeanour. And the Pies got a genuine lift knowing that they could go inside 50 without our general there and they would likely win the aerial battle eight times out of ten, seven times out of ten, whereas previously they may have had a rough day. How did you boys see it when you realised Jack Carroll was taking that medical sub vest off and it was getting, we were going to be in for a tough day? Baz, uh, Joe, yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what I thought. And I said this to you earlier today that I'm a big believer that if Weeders had gone down midweek, we would have been able to prepare and plan to be able to then come out of the game against Collingwood with a result. But because the way in which he went down, obviously, in the first quarter, you, we then just seemed rattled in my opinion rattled to find to find our groove to find what that meant without Jacob Weedering there in our back six and I felt as though it took you know again like I said to you the first 10 I felt comfortable with the way in which we're playing the way in which we're moving the ball the way in which we're getting the ball inside 50 and I feel as though it just became disjointed for a lot of the game until we hit back in the last quarter the last quarter for me is when I saw the Carlton that we've been watching for the this season. Uh, yeah, well, it was a very, you know, it was very un, un Carlton like performance, but I guess that weedering factor. Um, you're right; it, it did unsettle. There's no doubt it unsettled us, 100. percent But I thought that you know after quarter time, I thought the second quarter, I thought we looked. Looked really good, like actually, and I thought Doherty and Sard were fantastic at repelling down back. I thought Doherty really stood up in moments, and so did Sard. Uh, Newman, to a degree, um, Young didn't seem to have to do much for the whole day. Am I reading that wrong, or it just didn't have to? I didn't cite him or my check, to be honest. But their with wingers, you. it was their wingers, Baz. Their wingers, yeah. like side bottom, yeah. they were punishing us because. We went into our shell to try and cover for this hole uh, without weedering where mm. O'Brien and Nunes were sitting deeper. So side bottom um, and who was on the other wing? Um, oh, Dacos, Josh Dacos. Dacos yeah, Josh Dacos. They were able to then go forward more and it created another option. They weren't beating us through one-on-ones, like you said, with my check. It was the run off from their wingers or from their, from, you know, their mids, et cetera. 
Oh, I agree. They they tore us up in transition. They they pretty much did what they wanted in transition through that corridor, especially after after probably halftime. You know that third quarter was was pretty damning if you watch it back. Yeah, the third quarter was the losing quarter, I guess, wasn't it? Yeah. Really, I mean that was the losing quarter, and then probably the uh, did we kick a goal? Did we kick the first goal of the last? Uh, we did. Yes, we did. We did both. I, th I thought, here we go. You know, here we go. But then, you know, they, they assumed the ascendancy again. And then it was only for the last, what, seven or eight minutes when we started to, well, you know, I think um, I always kicked a couple. Charlie might have kicked one. And all of a sudden you thought, Jesus, like, all of, you looked up the scoreboard, it's four points of difference. And I know yeah, that Walsh missed Motlop. Um, I think he was on his own uh, when he, I don't know whether Walsh was taking a shot or whether, you know, skewed off his boot. And then you had the snap from Jack, which only just missed. And then obviously you had, you know, the dubious non-free kick or free kick that should have been paid maybe to, to Walsh. But all in all, I mean, I'm not too disappointed with the performance. I'm probably a little bit uh, disappointed that a team uh, did their homework executed it, and got the points. Yeah, it's fair. Um, whereas, you know, what did we sort of come in thinking we'd do to them? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment because you're right. And, they, and, and to their credit, and I don't want to give them too much credit because it's the pies, and <laughs> I think that's why we're all feeling the way we're feeling as well. It just it had to be them, right, that just that they've got – got that yesterday but you're right i spoke about the transition game but and once weedering went out and we'll finish on weedering in a minute but <clears throat> they they were winning the ball at the source a lot too and i was disappointed mm. that where because in the context of weedering i get it in transition you're going to get hurt but the midfield for me probably didn't stand up as much as what i was expecting when weedering went down with an injury like that and knowing that you're not going to be able to cover for it, that midfield's got to be steamrolling them all day. And I feel like we didn't even really get on top that much throughout the next three quarters. That last five minutes, we, we nailed them. The, the, the first 10 minutes you spoke about, Dan, were on top of them out of centre. But we let them back in through the middle at the source. And it was really, really disappointing considering how contested a side we've been and how good our clearance work's been all year. Well, um, just a question. Um, I posed a question to a, another podcast, and I haven't listened to it yet to see how they've answered. But um, just this: the last three weeks, we've used Crips in the ruck roll um, um, at the secondary bounce or around the around the ground stoppages, boundary throw-ins, that type of scenario. What's your thoughts on this? And do you think it's counterproductive? To the way we play, mm. is it no, necessary? No, you go, Dan. Go, go. I'll be honest with you, Baz. I said I, I, I don't think we should have played Crips in the ruck. I think, I think, in my opinion, we should have just gave TDK pretty much 90 percent of time in the ruck. We should have kept Jasos obviously pinch hitting when we needed to. And then I think Cripper needed to stay, especially with how dominant we've been and especially with how important it was to win 
your, your center clearances, your stoppage clearances, etc. I think Cripper needed to be in there to, to impose to impose his presence. To impose his presence, he wasn't imposing enough because as soon as there was a hit out, he was gone. He was out of the game. Mm. So for me, I, I I do not think that we utilized Cripper to what we needed to, and I think we panicked. I think at the end of the day, decisions were made based off Weedering's exit, but I think they were the wrong ones because you took Cripper out of a midfield that was already a little bit hindered with Dow being in there, in my opinion. Agree. I, I agree with that assessment. I'm just going to get this out of the way quickly as well. Match report. We're straight into this today. I don't mind. It. I love it. Collingwood. What do you think 11, about hold on. Just quickly. Just quickly, Dan. Uh, final score was Collingwood 11 13 79 to Carlton 11 9 75. I'm not going to roll through the goal scorers or anything like that today. We're on a roll here. Baz, thoughts on, on Dan's take? Oh, I, I agree with him. I, I, don't, I don't quite like it. I mean, I knew why they were trying to do it in the previous couple of weeks. Um, obviously, we've got a couple of wins, so you think that it's kind of working. But, um, you know, pushing TDK forward, I mean, I don't think he's ever had a shot at goal in the last few weeks. So, well, sorry, he took, he had a shot at goal last week. I don't think he kicked it, actually, against Sydney. But you're not getting a lot out of him up forward. So I like what, you know, making 80 90%. JSOS, you know, he's the second man up. Um, and if you want to try something different with Cripper, because I know we haven't got Harry and Jack Martin, let's say, the marking options, well, if he's not on the ball, being a brute, maybe rest him up forward if yeah, that's what yeah. you want to and, do. And I agree, but he's, he's got to rest deep, and we've tried it at times, but he doesn't rest deep enough and one out. Mm. I feel like I'm with you, Baz. If you if, if we were to swing Cripps forward one out in the goal square, for instance, like a Dusty Martin type, I think he's got enough strength to push anyone off the ball in, a, in an overhead mm. marking like this. We've seen it time and again. We just don't utilise him that way, and I don't understand it. I really don't. Well, just just the only reason I say that is probably because we don't have Jack Martin and Harry Mackay in the side at the moment. Look, when they're in, once he's done his business inside, he goes off, has a spell. Yeah. Um, but just at the moment, I thought, well, I, I, I don't, yeah, I'm not quite sure what, what this ruck thing is doing for us. I, I'm not quite sure what, you know, are we winning out of that duel? So, and he I, gave a few free kicks yesterday away in the ruck. He's got no idea, the poor bloke. Yeah, he exactly. Did. He did. I'm going to go into an area here because we're talking about now the ruck contest for me relates to weeders now because I'm going to pose a question here. There's been a few in terms of weedering the next six weeks. So it's a six-week injury to the AC joint. He's going in for surgery. He saw the surgeon today, uh, all confirmed by the club. He will miss six weeks, I would say, at least, and, and hopefully it's just that six-week timeline. That gets him back for round 17 or 18 against Geelong. Okay, we've got we've got Essendon, Richmond, Fremantle, <clears throat> St Kilda, the Eagles, and then the Cats in that sixth week, which is essentially seven weeks away now because of, of the bye. So hopefully he's back by then. We'll have Harry back by then. We'll be up and running. But this six-week period is is vital for us, this, this next six games, to set us up for finals. Essendon and, and the Eagle. We've got Essendon and, and West Coast in in that block of games. Should be should be two two wins, but Richmond, Frio, St Kilda, and Geelong they're a bit tougher. Now we've got a dilemma. We've got a dilemma. We've got the mid season draft coming up next Wednesday, and there's apparently a, a key defender called Sam Durden who used to play for North Melbourne that we've got our eye on. One hundred ninety four centimeter, one hundred kilo key defender. 
let's let's say Sam Jordan doesn't work out, right? So let, let's just say we either don't draft him or he doesn't work out as a key position. <clears throat> We're left with Brody Kemp, and that's about it at the moment that's available. I'm going to pose something. I'm going to pose something to both of you. You're just talking about Jack Silvani. Now, two years ago, if someone turned to you and said, Jack Silvani will be our second ruck, you likely would have laughed, and you would have laughed even harder if, if we had said he'd be an effective second ruck as a pinch hit. When you hear the name Silvani, synonymous with, in a number one Guernsey in the long sleeves, his natural habitat's down back, for me, on surname alone. Do we, do we test the waters against Essendon and throw JSOS in the back line? Thoughts? Um, I've thought about it. I've actually thought about it. And um, I did about two or three years ago uh, when I was doing the Carlton show, actually pose Jack into the ruck. Um, and that, that got pretty much laughed at. And then, and then two or three years down the track, we've seen a little bit of it. So... Um, uh, I think I, I, I know where you're heading with it. I can understand. But I guess Kemp, well, Kemp's played forward and back in our VFL side, but only back in our AFL side. I didn't think he was too bad, actually. I can't remember the game that he played. Well, who was it against? Was it? Uh... Jed, GWS. If you yeah, did he go? He went okay, didn't he? It was okay. It was okay. It was okay, but... yeah. So, so I guess, you know what? You bring him into the side and you've got that option, Joe, you know what I mean? Like you're starting back him, Plowman and Young. Young's obviously going to take the, the tallest of tools. And then you've got perhaps Plowman and um, Kemp taking the other. Well, I don't know what Essendon's got, to be honest with you, but they're the other two. And like you said, if one of them's not going all that well, you may well have to try um, um, Jack down back and... I'm not opposed to it, but Jack's been going reasonably well up forward. I don't think he had a shot at – well, he had one no, shot at goal. Oh, which we'll get to, which we'll get to. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, look, can answer the question? Look, I'm not opposed to any anything, you know. You've got to try things, don't you? In, in adversity, you've got to adapt. You've got to try things. You've got to see what works, what doesn't work. Um, and we've got Marchbank still who – I know. Couple of, weeks, couple of weeks, I think still a couple of games away is is, okay. is the is the word there. So that's kind of why I'm just looking at the Essendon game to go, yep. do we trial it? Do we trial it? Dan, are you, where, are you, where are you at with it? Personally for me, now, I, I think, again, we need to look at the fact that we kept Collingwood to under 100 points. Mm. It's another team oh, in actual fact. Yeah. In, in actual right. fact, I think their average scores about – 88 or 89, we kept them to 79 without winning. Correct. So I think for me, I think for me, we we as a unit, as a back six, I think they worked it out as to what the structure needs to be. For me, naturally, I would go, all right, Kemp's you know, his his natural role would be to play, you know, as that second tall. I'd play him there. That and again, he'd be able to slot into the role. A lot easier, for my opinion, than trial Silvani, and purely for the fact that again we've kept we nullified Collingwood to seventy nine points. For me, just says that I think we need to shore up that midfield again. I think we need to keep Cripper. I think we need to do what we said previously: get TDK into the ruck for predominantly most of the time, get Cripper back into the middle at every single stoppage, 
and literally dominating there again because that's when we're at our best. Because I think regardless, you put Brody Kemp in there with the systems that we've got in place and the way in which everyone knows their role, I think we'll be able to get a result. So uh, just for me on that, uh, and it's it's good discussion. Uh, it's, it, there's a lot of possibilities that I think are going to be thrown up over the next couple of weeks to cover for weeders because you, you need you, you just need to you need to whiteboard this sort of thing as as a football club. I think the you, like you said, Baz, in adversity you've you've got to trial things. For, uh, for me, but for me, Dan, for me with Kemp, right? So you can play him forward. So I'm saying go into the Essendon game, swing Silvani back to start. If it doesn't work. Kemp goes back, Silvani goes forward. You go back to the way we've been doing it, right? But what if it worked? What if you throw Silvani back there and he can read the play and he can play body on body as, as a second tall? What if it works? Because then you've unlocked another key piece to go, if it, if the shit hits the fan like it did on the weekend against Collingwood, we know what to do. What if Kemp works? But we know, but we know, we, we've seen that Kemp can do it. I'm just saying, what if, what if we can, but what if we can make Kemp work up forward and Sauce down back? What if? But you could just keep Sauce up forward and put Kemp down back. I understand what you're trying to say, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think change, I think I, I wouldn't be inclined to change too much. That's all I'm saying. I think we've seen it time and time again that, any player that stepped in, they've been able to put like play a role and they've been able to execute the role for that position. So I think it's just about Voss reaffirming everyone's role and the way in which the system we're going to play. Because you could see even going inside 50, we didn't look like we knew what we we're doing. We we're just dump kicking it inside 50. And that hence why we went at I think 35% inside 50. Yeah, it was um, once we started to lower the eyes, once we started to play our game again. We looked shorter. We, we'll, we'll get we'll cleaner inside 50. We score goals. So I think it's just about going, boys, let's stick to the way we play. Let's just get AG Kemp or hopefully Marchbanks back. Um, and yeah, and, and go again and, and, and beat Essendon. So yeah. I think um, also I would imagine in a fortnight's time we'll have Martin and Kennedy back. So would that be right? Yep. Yep. And, yep. and and you know that that's going to bolster the side too. A bit of experience. Kennedy goes inside again, and Martin is a you know well he can do both. He can he can he's a marking forward and he's a he's good on the ground. So I think I I think I know what I'd be doing in terms of um, you know I would have Carol and Motlock probably on the outer in a fortnight's time personally. Yeah, for those two yeah, in particular, right. and then yeah, Weidering right. Kemp and Weidering Kemp, something like that. Yeah, fair enough. Mind That's you, I think our two wingers on the weekend let themselves down. Well, all right, let's uh, enough of the Weidering chat. That that is what it is. We know the next six weeks is going to be to be tough. I think if we can come out three and three or two or two and four at the absolute worst against those six sides, we'll. we'll no, I we'll think we can do three and three, Joe. Yeah, I, I think I think if it's three and three, I'll be happy. I'll be very very yeah, happy. Two and four, because we've set up the season to this point at, at, at eight and three. We can. This is the thing: the importance of banking wins early. This is enough. Just before we go back to the Collingwood game, 
in the context of this season, what we have learned as a football club, as an organisation, as a team, is that banking wins early is so important because it was something that you said before, Baz, the season can turn on its head like that. Mm. We're now in a position where we've got a six-week block where we can afford to drop a couple of games, if it, so be it, so be it, and still be in a strong position to play finals. We're not playing catch-up. We're not playing catch-up this year. By the time Weidering comes back, we're going to have most of our cattle back and we should be good to go for a finals run. So, you know, it's, it's going to be tough, but... Stay positive, stay optimistic. Now, back to the game. Let's break it down. So we've spoken about the first quarter up to Weedering's injury. We're going at halftime, boys. Six points up. What, how were you feeling? I looked, at all the stats. I looked at all the stats and I thought we're tracking all right. We sort of had – we had them in just about every stat. Um, but I, in the back of my mind, it was – uh, because uh, I don't want to keep talking about the same bloody bloke all the time, but he comes back to that. No, I just look. I honestly thought we would probably win the game at halftime. I thought we'd probably win. That's what I thought, and that's probably what makes me a little bit more disappointed now. Um, I honestly thought at halftime we're going a little bit better than them, and I thought the third quarter, if we could just you know not so much stay in touch take a lead into last, whether it was a goal or two, three, I thought we'd hang on. But the third quarter, yeah, I was really disappointed with that third quarter. It was the, I think we're going to get the score. Was, what did we kick? A point? No, yeah, we, that was the first quarter of footy this season that we haven't scored a goal. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. so in answer to the question, Joe, I definitely thought we would uh, pull off a win. Dan? At, at halftime, I remember turning to you and we both looked at each other and went, like, we said it took us, like you said, that you were impressed with the fact that we just went down the first quarter and within 15 minutes of game time, we turned it around to get the game back on our terms proper and, and be in a, in a winning position at halftime, essentially. Yeah, in that second quarter, we had a five, I think it was a five-minute patch where we kicked, what did we do? We kicked two, three goals, something yeah. like that. Um, and, and I said, I think, like I said to you, Joe, I turned to you and I went, we, we could be on here, but I just felt as though with momentum that if Collingwood had jagged a couple in that, in that third, then it could be a little bit disastrous. That was in the back of my mind because of the way in which they were able to get us on transition just very easily. There was a lot of holes I felt, um, mm. That and and like I said, it could have been 30, 40, 30 points. That could have been thirty points up in that third, really. Well, and you mentioned transition. I spoke about it a bit earlier, and this is where I want to bring you in, Baz, with this wingers argument. You you just mentioned you were disappointed in in what we we're doing on the outside. Obviously, what what did you see? Where did you see that we got exposed? Yeah, between between the arcs, between the arcs. I mean, they 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 run and spread. Um, we just couldn't nullify it. And it just came out too easy. Now, whether that was uh, poor execution in skill errors, and I know that um, there was, uh, I think Newman and Newman and Dow possibly, but um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the way that they waltzed it out of their sort of half back line a, a few times and in, in a chain, and then. When they went into their forward line, they had – it wasn't at all, as we've spoken about, it wasn't at all. But there was always someone spare. 
and a very yeah. easy spare too. Now I'm glad that they, like you said, Dan, I'm glad they kicked poorly because they, they should have taken a five or six goal lead. But thank God they they kicked poorly. Um, but and then you looked at the other end, and we weren't finding any targets up forward. Um, so I know that they're Kerno conscious. And perhaps they, you know, back him in to beat two and bring the ball to ground. But what were our smalls doing? Mm. Sweet FA mm. at that stage of the game, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Like the winning, the wingers have had a couple of good weeks. You know, Cottrell had a few good weeks. O'Brien's had a few good weeks. Um, no, I, I thought O'Brien was okay, but um, Nunes and Cottrell, I, I didn't like their games personally. Oh. I want to get your thoughts on this one, Dan, because I, I was actually – I was pretty – I'm impressed with how Cottrell's come on um, in recent weeks. From sort of the GWS game, he he showed that he's probably taken another step in his development, which is good. And I think for me, like, we're short on wingers. There's no there's no hiding from it. We don't, we don't have genuine wingers on our side that can step into that role. You're picking from O'Brien, Cottrell, Noon, Setterfield, Ed Kerno when he's fit, maybe, because he can run all day. And that's about it, unless you take Walsh or Cherry out of the middle. Dan, you you even said at the game that you were impressed with what you were seeing from, from Cotters. First two quarters. First two quarters I was. And then I think he went missing, like a lot of players, oh, yeah. for that third quarter anyway. I think well, he, he, had, seven... he, he had What's 13 that? touches. He had thirteen touches. He had thirteen touches to half time. Cotters, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, for, for the first two quarters, uh, uh, definitely. I think I think it was part of the reason as to why we were able to kick back in that second. Um, his ball use again. He's got ticker. He's got good work rate. He he gives you that, um, which I think is important. Um, but yeah, I think he went missing in the last in that third quarter, like a lot of people. And yeah. Um, I think you'll hold his spot. I do think you'll hold his spot. Um, I think there's other players that might be on the chopping block before him. Um, but, yeah, for this season and what he's been able to offer, I think he's been good. I really do. Baz, what, what, what is it that, that – or not what not what you're not seeing, but <clears throat> what – I thought side bottom was too smart for him in the third. Yeah, and I was going to touch on side bottom because I know, I know, and Dan mentioned that he played on the wing as well. And we found side bottom many oh, times in the 50 just on his own. And obviously, that is a Cottrell or an O'Brien or a Nunes problem. What is it that, I mean, is that, is that, does that epitomize what went wrong after half time? Is it, is it just in that alone? Is that we were too loose? Um, Maybe our systems broke down a little bit, but um, like you said countless times, it's at the source. And if our midfield wasn't working hard enough to win, you know, uh, stoppages and contest after contest, which I just felt that Collingwood were were a little, well, a lot better than us in the third term. And I actually, you know, from that point on, I thought I thought they would waltz away it in the last quarter. From feeling like we'd win at half time, at three quarter time, I thought. I reckon they'll just bury us here. Mm. That's what I, you know, that's the feeling I was getting throughout the the match. And, you know, I think it got out to a game high of about, well, what did it get into the 20s? Uh, the they were 24 points up with about eight minutes yeah. to go. Right. And then, you know, 
and then we've pulled something out of the fire and oh, we took a lot of risks in those last seven or eight minutes, heaps of risks through the middle and kicks, you know, through the middle and they just, you know, hit the 45s and they just went like they just went manic manic in the last seven or eight minutes which was great to see but you know i mean i was watching it with my daughter and she's a little bit too little too late and yeah it's pretty much what it was but you just wonder you know why did they wait for the last seven or eight minutes to, to pull the trigger so um yeah. yeah oh look you know i do feel that i know that Chera got plenty of it and um Hewitt got plenty of it. Thought Dow, you know, is okay. Walsh, I thought it was pretty good all day. Um, but again, you know, Cripper's the Cripper's the one that <clears throat> probably cost him nine Brownlow votes in the last three weeks by not playing him in the middle. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Oh. He's sacrificing. He's sacrificing his season. It's 100. It's well, correct. you know, I made a comment the other week. You know, he's sacrificing his role for the team to take up the slack in a position that we, you know, we, we want to um, sort of keep Jack more forward but it, it may have worked the previous two weeks uh, but just now I don't, I don't know it's you're taking your one wood away for the sake of <clears throat> for, for the sake of what I don't think it, it certainly didn't work yesterday yeah agree that's and, what I was saying Cox, Cox got on top of us around the ground as well and Bloody hell, mate. You know, like he's been a, dropped a couple of times this year. I thought he was just about on the skids and all of a sudden we played him in a form. <laughs> yeah. And this one I want to put to you, Joe, and, and you, Baz, that, again, for me, the, the most frustrating thing for me, because we, we, we did have a lot of the ball and I still feel as though when we did exit through Sard or Doc um, out of D50, I felt like when we're getting the ball inside 50, that for me, and you tell me whether you think it's a coaching thing or whether you think it's the players and it's just about maturity and them learning. Because for me, I feel as though if you're just dump kicking the ball in, or you're just trying to hit uh, Charlie, now at the end of the day, if that's not working because you've got more, you've got Howe, you've got Murphy who we made look like a bloody All-Australian, who for me is shit, <laughs> oh, mate, it frustrates. I couldn't handle it, Baz. Honestly, no, I know. I because know. for me, seeing it the same thing over and over, we're just trying to hit up Charlie. Now, I'm sorry, it's got to take some now of the players, in my opinion, to go. This isn't working. We need to change up the way in which we're going inside fifty because that was a big problem. I'm, I'm going to give my two cents here, and then I'm going to let you take this, Baz, as well. So I, I agree, but I disagree with you, Dan. Okay. Because we're, I've reflected on this. We are a contested side. We we are we play a contested brand of football. We're a cleared side. Okay, dump kicking, unfortunately, is a natural consequence of being a contested and clearance side a lot of the time. Okay, where where I'm with you is that, and and this is where I agree with Baz that Collingwood did their homework as well. Go back and watch the game. A lot of those dump kicks were coming from 90 meters out from goal. If you're going to dump kick to Charlie, I'm okay with it, but it's got to fall but within 20 metres of that goal line. Within 20 metres of the smalls to go to work, lock it in, put the pressure at ground level and go. Where it wasn't working was that it's from 90 out yesterday. It hit the deck at 40 metres or 45 from goal in the middle of the ground. They were able to take it clean and go in transition. That doesn't happen when you're deeper, when that ball goes deeper. So I agree with you in a sense, but at the same time, 
it, it can be effective and, and we've shown that it can be effective because at the end of the day, Dan, right, when it works, we don't talk about it. When Charlie's clunking him against Sydney and whatnot, one out in the goal square, we don't talk about it. We don't say dumb kicking is no good. But when it doesn't work, it's evident. And that's when we go, we need to change it up a bit. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, but Joe, the reason I say that is because at the end of the day, that's what we've been doing lately. We've, we have been trying to hit up Charlie, for example. He'll either mark it or bring the ball to ground and our smalls go to work. They weren't going to work. They that's were not point. going to work. But it's easier for those. There was a passage of play in the fourth where we actually slowed because they were going manic. Or it was in the third or fourth, can't remember. But they were going manic. We actually slowed the game down. We measured our kicks and we actually got the ball inside 50 for a shot on goal. I think it was Cripper who scored. I can't yeah. don't don't quote me as to where it was, no, but that's what we needed to do. Put your foot on it, slow the game down because they wanted an erratic Scott, you know, they wanted that. Baz, I'm going to get your thoughts on this in a minute, but the smalls can go to work, Dan, yeah, a lot easier when you can hem it in closer to goal as well. That's my point. That's my point. Noble was picking it up. Quainer was picking it up. Because it's dropping. Because it's it's got Because the ball's dropping on their half back line, not in their defensive goal square. Anyway, Baz, break up this argument. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I, I think you you both got you make good points, both of you. And and the game of footy is not played, you know, in, in your lounge room. It's not played on a on on a whiteboard. It is played on a ground. So I understand exactly what you're saying, uh, both of you. Um, I guess when when we get the ball and go quickly, then our forward line looks a bit more open and you can hit up, you know, like in the last quarter, they hit up Owies a couple of times um, and they can, you know, once you, once you go quickly, you have a chance to actually have an open forward line. When you go slow or they've covered all the bases, Collingwood, let's say for argument's sake, they've covered all the bases, they've covered the guts and you are 90 out, Joe, like you said, quite correctly, then you either go backwards and around which I know everyone hates, or you put the dump kick in like, you know, 40 metres out, 50 metres out, which is uh, you, what you want there is a stoppage or you want to punch it out of bounds. Mm. You don't want people to hit the deck and then take it away because they'll go the fat side through the middle, you're in trouble, right? Now, I do understand that at times it's impossible and that's where Mackay would have been in that 40 metre range, and he might have clunked one, or, or Tom DeConning for that matter. But also, I like the I like the thought of, you know, we do need to get it deep. I understand we do need to get it deep. And to your point, Dan, you know, like going Charlie conscious is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not bright footy, um, and you've got to know when to put it there and when not to put it there, when to hold it and not go and knock it around a little bit. It's it's something that um, yeah. when you've been pressured the way they were and when you've been outsmarted the way I think they were, then the whole facet of the game changes and you drop your confidence a little bit, you retract a little bit, you do start dumping because you don't know what else to do. You don't want to take a risky kick. But then in the last eight minutes, they took risky kicks and they came off. Correct. But they weren't prepared to do it 
early in the match because of, well, whatever reason. Dan, we're going to die? No, I agree. I just think, I think, I think you're spot on, Baz. Um, like, like I said, for me, it was just very frustrating to see because, again, countless times I can say, I can think of in the fourth where we did look like the better side and we did hit back. You know, you're hitting always with a different type of kick. You're hitting him out inside 50 twice. Mm-hmm. Fisher mm-hmm. the same. Fisher missed two. Yeah. One close to the boundary, one on a on a side angle about 30 out, 35 out. And they were, you know, we, we lowered right. the eyes and we looked a bit different with the yeah. way in which we did enter inside 50. So, like I said, whether it's a learning thing, at the end of the day, they've got to make decisions on the ground. So, you, and, know, you don't coach that. And at the end of the day, if you're talking about the fourth quarter, yeah, we, we did leave it late, spot on, Baz. We, we left it way too late to take the game on, I think. Um Let's talk about that last minute just quickly. Because did you go to the game, Baz? Were you there? No, nah, I had to work, and I got home oh, just as the bounce. Uh, and you know, no, I was just just in my lounge room, mate. And you know, I, I hadn't said a hell of a lot throughout the mate, match, but yeah, the last minute, boy, I came mate, to life yeah. then. Jeez, I, I can tell you, Dan and I were there, and Dan, I'm, I want you to. You painted the picture perfectly before this podcast and the pre-show. Just listen. So, Baz, I'll, I'll, and anyone listening, just for Dan to paint the picture. So, so I'm going to start it from where Charlie runs into an open goal. There's a minute left, and everyone, every Carlton supporter is going, this is on. Like, where we are on here, if we can get Oh, absolutely. Center. you got a minute 15. It's on. It's a goal yeah. of difference. It's on. We know what we can do in a minute 15. Mate, all we needed to do was get the centre clearance, and we did. And then, Dan, just I want you to just take it away, bloke. Honestly, because I, I looked at Joe and I go, we, we can win. And I said to Joe, how long left? He goes, 35 or something like that. Honestly, Buzz, not even joking, I could feel my heart <laughs> when I'm in pumping pumping and my hands were shaking and then when jesus kicked that snap my whole heart came out over that level four rail not even joking <laughs> i'm actually not even joking it's still there it's still at the g because i've had honestly baz i'm not even joking i've had no emotion all day i've lost my heart from that kick oh it's good that's good oh, and that's that's, that's part not. of being Oh, no, I like it. I like it because it, it tells me that this footy club and this game means a lot to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and I spoke to you about passion. You know, um, I like having discussions with yourselves and and, and Jules when he when he decides to join in from time to time. Uh, or, no, it's you, Dan, isn't it, that doesn't join That's in? Me. So, <laughs> but, but, um, no, no, I read things and I listen and, and I... It, I enjoy the passion because I see so much in you guys in me at the same age. Um, and I love that you're hurting and I, I love it, you know, because it'll repay you one day. It really will. And I say this to you, Joe, as well. One day it's going to repay you. We know that we've got a, a side now that are not, we're not just competitive. You know, we can pour it on. We can pour yeah. it on. 
things haven't gone our way this year uh, with um, uh, certain, you know, with, with injuries, let's be honest. And the day when it all comes together, mate, we're going to be a very, very strong club. And, you know, there might be more layers at the end of the year. But at the moment, I, I love that what you just said, Dan, you know, like to me, that sounds like me uh, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, and, and I love it because I know exactly what you're going through. I really do. And to lose against... Well, let's be honest. Losing against the filth that they are, right? And I say that in every sense of the word. I, I don't mince my words when it comes to them. But also, I, you've, you've, said, you've said that with as much respect as possible, as well. Could be. Oh, I could say a lot of things, mate. You know, back Vic Park and Princess Park, back the days when you'd get spat on, um, jumped on once by three blokes when I was only about fifteen. Uh, kicked, punched, um, thrown urine at us. Um, they're, they're filth, mate. They're filth. I'm not talking about their players as such. But back then, they had some really, well, some shit players. Shit. They're a shit club. That's what they are. Yeah. That's what they are. Mate, seriously, imagine following a club that loses 27 grand finals. Yeah. What the fuck's that? Yeah. That's fucking shit. That's all culture, it is. You know? culture, that's, culture, that's all they yeah. are, and they don't deserve, yeah. right? I won't even say what their what their name is, right? I won't even say it because they don't deserve it, right? <laughs> and I know one of my good mates, one of my best mates, best mates, went to the footy with his three girls for the first time on the weekend. One of them was terrified, was crying at the end of the match, terrified. Uh, I'm not going to go into the detail of what they said because I wouldn't repeat it on anyone's show. I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it to you. But he's one of my best mates, right? And he texted me last night and he was embarrassed. And his little one doesn't want to go to the footy anymore because of those filthy, dirty, rotten pieces of shit that they are. And they've got plenty of them. That's the and best. their time will come again. Their time will come. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah. That is, I could have asked, I genuinely couldn't have asked for a better monologue about Collingwood. I think that's the best thing. That's given yeah. me a genuine lift. That's you've just given it. you've given both of us a lift with that, Baz. All I'm going to say is this. Tez put it. It's the supporters, Joe. Dan, it's right. the supporters. I can't Mate. stand the supporters. Yeah. I've got family. Mate. I've got friends. And they are, oh, my God. I can't Mate, stand them. You don't have to just fight any of us. I got. We all know. I tell you what. We've all got that Collingwood mate. Whether it's family or friends, where you just. You, I'm with you. I'm with you, Baz. I'm with you. Like I said, couldn't have put it any better. In a look at him. He, if you could see, if you could see the emotion on Baz's face right now. If this was a video medium, you'd, you'd understand why me and Dan have got a little little bit of a lift out of that one. That was good. That <laughs> we needed that in a big way, Baz. It's just. Now thinking about it and what you've just said there, it's after the game, looking at him, looking at him and singing that song. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. Oh, it made me sick. I didn't go, Joe and I went out for dinner. I went home. Yeah, he I couldn't do it. I went home. I couldn't do it. And he texted me when he got home. 
Now, Dan's partner is a Collingwood supporter, and I didn't talk to her for most of the day yesterday. But he got yeah. her, I know Baz got his hands on his head. I know, I know, I've told him, Baz. You know, hopefully she comes across sooner rather than later, but she'll come across eventually. Anyway, he texts me and he goes, not as long as the kids are. He goes, Baz, he texts me when he, yeah, true. He texts me when I got home, and when he got home, and he goes, Joe, you're the only one I've messaged or spoken to, and I'm not talking to Lauren, Dan's partner, until Wednesday. <laughs> At, at least. <laughs> so, hey, boys, that Tez put it. I was just on the Blue Broad Show just before this, just finish off on this this little bit. If you're at the ground and Dan, you would have felt this. I don't know if you could feel it through the TV, Baz, when you're on the couch. But there was a. It, when that ball hit Jay Sauce's boot, you couldn't hear it, but you could feel among 50,000 Carlton supporters that we were about to genuinely erupt like you've never seen. It was just all we needed was to see it go through the middle. And but for about 10 to 15 metres off his boot, we are all like, it's, it's there. Like in my mind, for a split second, I'm going, we've just won this. We've just won this fucking game. Like we've just stolen this game. Umpire taps his chest. Game over. And it was just, I, when that siren went, Baz, and that song played, I was in genuine hell, listen, having to sit in my seat and listen to that song play over my head. I, I, literally, I covered my ears. I couldn't do it. I covered my ears. I closed my eyes and I just went, I can't do this. I can't listen to this shit. I cannot believe that it had to be them of all clubs that devastated us like they did today. Devastated. You know what the worst part is, Baz? You know what the worst part is? Is that we have to wait two weeks to rectify it. No. Yeah. Two weeks. That's yeah. what that's eating me up even more. Yeah. Well, we've got well, talk about one filth to another. We've got uh, another one on, on that Friday night, haven't we? So um, you know, they wish they should be very gettable. They might be absolutely livid if we drop that game, but uh, I, 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 1970 grand final, I was only six years old, so I wasn't there. But my father went with his his brother and a couple of mates. And we were down by 44 points at halftime in the grand final. Obviously, you know you know that. And he tells the story that they were opening up champagne bottles and they were just like cock-a-hoop, right? When we hit the front... He reckons he never seen so many people looking for their corks to put them back in the champagne bottle. <laughs> and boy, did he give it to them. And he, he, told, he told them what, the, what they can do with those cork uh, cork bits. They can shove them straight up their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, it was, it was, it would have been a similar feeling yesterday if we had to pull them Because, Baz, they went with the Collingwood chant with about a minute and a half to go. I and heard it. They don't do that unless they think the game's over. And when we, when Charlie put that one through, run into that goal square, I think every Carlton supporter went, "I want it." Like we just yeah. wanted to see it so we could. Oh, we I could, could smell the shit running down the league from here, mate. We yeah. wanted to hammer them so badly if we had it got up, but you can't. You can't reflect on what if. All credit to them. All credit to them, fellas. All, All credit. credit to them. You know, like I said, I got nothing against. You know, the players who play for that jumper, good luck to them. They have to grin and bear it. But, you know, for them, good on them, right? That's fantastic. They, like I said to you, I gave them the credit. They did their homework and they got the job done. 
Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and I was a little bit apprehensive about the game prior to I thought I thought we'd win, but you know, they had won five games. Um and we'd won eight, so you know, I think we were third and they were about ninth on the so yeah. yeah. Not, not, and you, you know yourself, you know, it's Carlton Collingwood, anything can happen. So no, good luck to them. They got the chocolates this time. But um, you know, well see what happens next time. We'll see him in round 23 when we're full strength. And yeah, hopefully, yeah, well, hopefully yeah, exactly. that's a must. Hopefully that's a must win for them to play finals because there's nothing I'd love more to be locked in the eight on our side and keeping mm. those filth as you described them right out of the finals campaign round 23. Well, you know why I call them the filth? Because that dirty yeah. rotten cheer cheer squad leader, right? I won't even say his name. He used to be the, the cheer squad leader who pissed off to the Philippines or wherever he pissed off to. You're no uh, longer there. True. Very true. So you're no longer there. The first thing he'd say, right, when they used to play and then they'd play us the following week, he'd tweet, now for the filth. Ha! Him <laughs> calling us filth. Please. Get, uh, we look gotta get, off you. get a look at yourself. All you, need, all you need to do is wander down to Ligon Street to the beautiful Blue Stone to know we've got a bit of class about us versus, yeah, exactly. versus some of the... Uh, the cravats. Yeah, some of the yeah. scenes that you need if you wander over to the suburb across. So, yeah, no, I agree. All right, to, look, boys, it's been a pleasure. To finish off, I just want to finish off with some votes and then we're going to have Livy uh, round us out. But, Baz, have you got have you got a 3-2-1? Uh, probably Saad, Walsh, and who was the other one? Who was the other one? Uh, uh, Chera? Yep. Saad, Walsh, yep. Chera? Ben? Saad, Hewitt, Kerno. And I had exactly the same as Dan, I believe. Yes. So that uh, that rounds it out. Look, and look, to Adam Saad's credit, I thought he had a, a, a phenomenal game. We've all given him three, which is which is um, a credit to him. Got us going in that fourth quarter. Deserves a shout-out. Deserves a three votes. Um, all right, boys, Baz, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Is no, the pleasure's all mine. You're kidding, eh? It's fantastic. Like I, like I said, I love listening to your passion. Um, and, and where's Jules? How come he's not? Jules, he's, he's still in Spain, Baz. He comes um, back in in uh, what is it now? Four, four weeks. I tell you what, that's flying. So he's back in four weeks. I'm gonna um, pick you up on something too. Yeah, had a guest last week. What was his name? Reese. Yeah. Race. Yeah. yeah. How'd you introduce him? Your favorite, your favorite <laughs> one. Yeah. Big <laughs> ass. In the words of uh, John Elliott, Big's ass. <laughs> hey, you know what? After today and after that monologue, you're right up there, Baz. I tell you, <laughs> you genuinely. No, no. Right. I don't know Reese, but he was good. I listened to the show last week. He was good. So no, all you're... Of you, you're doing a fantastic job. Keep at Thanks, it. Guys. You know, you're a passionate. Stick at it. The, the side's going well. The coaches are coaching well. Um, we had a little speed hump yesterday. But you know what? Next next week or sorry, the, the following week, it's another week. They'll do their homework. They'll come out snarling. They'll get the job done. Well, that's yeah. it. And and let's hope they do against the scum. There's, oh. if, there's one, if there's one team I don't like losing to, it's Collingwood. If there's one that I refuse to lose to, it's, it's the scum. Um, yeah. It's or, funny your generation hates Essendon. Much more than Collingwood. Um, Do I, you know why? I just, I just I've just got them on par. I just can't stand either of them. So I'll, same, touch on this, 
I'll touch on this one. I think for our generation, because we've seen us beat Essendon more than we see us beat Collingwood. Ah, I think that's yes. where it comes from. That's yeah, where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, we've, yeah. we've had the wood over them even when we've been shit, and it's been good to yeah. see them walking out of the stadium and wave goodbye to them. So, anyway, it's 100. They they requested us on a Friday night. We're going to we're gonna preview that one next week, um, Dan. They requested us on a Friday night for their 150th birthday celebrations. And, boys, let's oh, – I cannot wait. Let's destroy the party. And just, just crash that party. Crash it. Boys, it's been a pleasure. Dan, I'll catch you next week. To finish us off, she's she's flat, Dan. Is she not flat this week? Oh, yeah. you're, you're about you're about to hear it. Livy's last word. Uh this is what I thought about the game. Oh my god. Only if Jack Solvani kicked that freaking goal. You know, oh my god. I was, like, so anxious of the whole game. Colton were doing bad the whole game, actually. That's what I thought. Um, Corey Durden did a really good goal, which I'm happy about, but I'm not happy that they lost. They should have won that game. Oh, my God. At the end, Sam Moore's got a high tackle. The guy tackled him right on his neck. I'm just bummed. Um, You know, I'm bummed because I'm not going to talk to my friends. They go for that stupid Collingwood supporters. Um, in the last quarter, um, I'm happy that we're able to come up because, you know, Collingwood are a good side and they were just really good. They could just get the ball. Um, Jordan Gully, Pendles was good. Um, but, um, yeah, I was like, Weeders is out. Weedering is out and I'm really sad about that. Charlie Kerner didn't get much, much, you know, marks because the... Collingwood forward, the Collingwood defence was really good. They like had all the players on him. Yeah, and I just wish we won that. I wish Silvani got the goal. But it's okay. That's what I thought about the game. Mate, go the blues!